Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a bonus episode of the Distraction Pieces podcast brought to you in partnership with Channel 4's amazing new prison drama, Screw, which you can watch on Channel 4 or stream all episodes on all four. As you guys know, I rarely pass up the opportunity to sit down with a, a, a writer, a director, a creator, an actor, any of these things that I'm clearly a nerd for. And I had the chance to sit down with the show creator, R- Rob Williams, to discuss anything and everything about the show so i made the most of that and you get a little bonus episode so let's get on with it this is a bonus episode of the distraction pieces podcast with rob williams Right, I'm here today with Rob Williams, the creator of Screw. How are you, sir, in these in these strange times? <laughs> strange indeed. I'm very well, thank you. Delighted to be talking to you. Yeah. It's good, 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 good. It's it's <laughs> it's a weird time for for writers of fiction, I think, because <laughs> if you're looking at pandemics, if you're looking at government scandals, it's all becoming more ridiculous than that then you could write so do you find kind of inspiration or or damnation in these in these situations it's hard isn't it i wouldn't want to be a satirist at this point i think yeah. i mean you've got nothing left have you it's like it, every single day something new comes up and you just go i would never have thought of that yeah <laughs> and it's and it's real and i saw a tweet actually this morning that said is it a coincidence that black mirror hasn't been made for a while and they just, but they just had to which is like i love that show yeah I genuinely think I've 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 seen Armando Iannucci talk about easing up on satire because in America and the UK he just couldn't do anything, and I'm sure it is the same for, for Charlie Brooker. It is. It's like yeah. where do you go with the where do you go ridiculousness of it? He almost seems like um, he almost seems like he predicted it all, doesn't it? Some of the stuff yeah. from yeah. a few years ago. Now, now, I mean, I oh god, it's funny, isn't it? Because in a, uh, you know in the years leading up to this sort of more. With the, well, certainly the, the the last twelve sort of two years, I guess there, there has there has been a bit of a fashion for dystopic drama and fiction, actually. And I yeah. think, and I, and I, and that will never go away. I think probably, but I also do think that. Um, and yeah, I spoke as the commissioners. Really, they, they they they're not really desperate for it at the moment. No. You know, I think I think a lot of people just want to think about something else. I had I had a, a script that that me and a mate slaved over, and we were really like, it's one of the first things I've done that we were like this could be yeah. like the best show ever like this yeah. is amazing really? and yeah. everyone we went I to was like we've we've already got a dystopian <laughs> story on our slate it's kind of it's it's already covered yeah. and a few of those ch- yeah, yeah, channels yeah. i'm sure were referring to the news but well it's a story it's the story of my life it's yeah. the um yeah i, I think that's right I and mean, we the, the thing we did did i was just also done a show for for apple uh tv and and you know i think i think a lot of us talk about you know, do we have people wearing masks? Do yeah. we, you know, how much do you want to reflect the, the 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 current the current state of affairs? Because it can date you very quickly, but equally, you don't want people to go, well, what world are you living in? Yeah, um, exactly. If it becomes a, such a new normal, but talking of kind of experience and, and whatnot, I've, I really enjoyed. I've I've watched the first episode of Screw. There's, I, I loved it, and there's loads I want to talk to you about it. But I want to talk to you first about your experience of working in prisons because I've had very brief interactions. I, I, I visited Lewis a prison. Um, I was invited in to kind of speak to a few of the 
the inmates there. And again, I I, I loved it. I I loved b- being able to be involved in that way and have just frank and normal conversations. What's your been your kind of experience in that in that world? Well, I um I was teaching at um, a local college. I'm from the West Midlands originally, um, and teaching at a local college. Had to do a teaching qualification, and one of the uh, one of the other people on that course said that they were crying out for teachers in prisons, and, right. and particularly male male teachers. I think um, may not be the case now so much. I think, it, although I think it is truthfully. Um, you know, it's, it's quite a female-dominated role. And um, anyway, it was very good money, frankly. Yes. Um, so I uh, I went along and did that. So I used to teach art and design. I, I was I was an illustrator to start with, having failed at various careers. That was one of my early ones. And um, and yeah, I just it's, it's weird to say I absolutely loved it because we're talking about we're talking about a place of, of, of for a lot of people misery, you know, in some to some degree. But yeah. but I found it. It was totally surprising to me the 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 entire environment just just it was such an eye opener for me, and I stayed much longer than I intended to, and I ended up working across a lot of different prisons, meeting some extraordinary people. Did it for quite some time. Then my life circumstances changed. I moved. I moved out of the area, but I sort of made a promise to myself that I would that I would go back, and and so I've been volunteering um, for the last sort of thirteen years or so now, I suppose, and. Um, and it's it, as you say, really, the, the, the sort of the conversations you have, the the cross section of people that you meet. But I think I'm still a little bit. I still carry with me a bit of that same awed quality in a way as when I first walked on the wing and just thought, well, this isn't this is what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And really, you know, actually, that's the seeds of of screw of the show is like I hadn't seen that really. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen my perception, my portrayal of of. Um, of prison life in drama and i love prison drama you know I'm, I'm not knocking any of them i think you know there's some great stuff out there yeah or, or, or that was what instantly jumped out to me and i've kind of i've got my s- s- set questions but as as ever <laughs> if you've heard the podcast i'm going to be jumping around in different orders as as things seem relevant but, but what struck me immediately was the depth and variation in the prison guards in particular because i think that's something I've not seen an awful lot of in prison dramas. There's, 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 there's been a few different films and TV shows that have sh- shown s- surprising depth in the inmates, which again, yeah. for a long time, wasn't the case. But no, and, no. and you've got that here as well. But they had almost become a stereotypical. Here's who a prison guard is, yeah. and from yeah. almost the opening scene, that's not the case with these guys it made me think of of when i first watched teachers and you were like oh, oh right teachers are, are humans and normal people yeah. rather than the role and the the what you see from yeah. your chair in the classroom as such so yeah how was that or how important was that i guess to find the right characters and get everything across in in that manner well it's, it's fascinating that I'm, I'm so so glad that's what you took from it because i i I think you're right. I I, I started. Think I wanted to write about this world, and often the world is written about from the prisoner's point of view, and that's brilliant. And I think we are better. I don't think we're quite there yet, but I think we're better at, at seeing that there are all kinds of people in prison that we're all one mistake away. I mean, yeah. I, I really genuinely think we're not we're not there yet with that. But but it did strike me that when I was looking for a way into the world, why haven't these guys got their own TV show? You know, if you look at you look at public servants in you know, whether it's the medical world or the legal world, the police, mm-hmm. firefighters even. They've all had we could we could we could reel off between us, I'm sure, you know, yeah. quite a few shows. 
where we have these heroes running about and, and helping making sure our houses don't burn down or our limbs don't drop off. And and actually, it, I just got really fascinated in, well, why, why don't we want to look at these guys? Do we just not like them? Um, is there something about what they do that bothers us, even though they're doing it in our name? Mm-hmm. Who are they? I mean, what kind of person is happy to... Shut a, shut, shut a door on another human and, lo- and lock it. It's such a weird paradox, isn't it? Because we do live in a, a society that kind of looks down on prison guards because it feels kind of authoritarian and over yeah. the top, but then also wants people locked up because the streets are, are, are more dangerous than they've ever been. It's like, well, you well, can't have both. Well, you can't. Like, like, and again, it's, it's, it's seeing the humans on both sides of that and the humanity on both sides of that and the solutions rather than the the immediate yeah response i think that's absolutely right and i think that in a way that is the heart of the show is like you know that contradiction is at the absolute heart of scrooby and I, and i think equally with prisoners we we tend to think of them as one amorphous group and we do the same with officers and actually you know this i mean there's there's more than six but you know there's say six of our sort of core group in the show they're all doing it for different reasons yeah there's not there's not one reason why you become a prison officer in the same way as there's not one reason why you become a doctor you know and um and i really wanted to start i really wanted to look at that and explore that a bit you know just and, and as you say there's 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 not one reason why somebody's in prison there mm-hmm. is you know if you you scratch the surface and there's always a story always a story um and it's always relatable 100% and and again, I think this gets discussed a lot in representation. I've been been doing a lot recently for because I've got a stammer, um, and the BFI were doing a thing about representation of all different variations. And one of the things I was saying in that is the key to representation is a variation of characters and roles and things like that, rather than just oh, we need more characters who stammer and they're going to heroically <laughs> overcome their affliction yeah. or whatever else. It's like no, I want. A dickhead who stammers. I want a, a, a great guy who stammers, Absolutely. a bad guy that stammers. And that struck me with the guards as well. At first, I was like, oh, is this going to be, aren't guards good people after all? It's like, nope, a few of them already flagging as dickheads. Um, <laughs> and a few seem like they're going to be really good. And then yeah. we'll get onto it as well. The kind of, even at the end of the first episode, there's a couple of kind of little twists or breadcrumbs mm. drop that made me go, oh, is this good person a good person is this bad person a bad person and yeah. and things like yeah. that so it's not yeah. it's the very it's to show the variation of of these guards and these characters again it, to be clear the yeah. prisoners as well but i think it's as said it's the, the that representation of the guards that seems so unique and new so that's i, I guess that's why i'm focusing on that a bit yeah but, but also I, I hope to some degree you start to not necessarily see that we blur those boundaries as well yeah. between prisoners and guards uh, you yeah. know officers because Part of what's fascinating to me is they live there. They live there yeah. together. You know, they spend yeah. hours and hours and hours together and they get to know each other. And actually, they're not necessarily drawn from a very different background often. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and, and certainly with one character, I think that's partly what, what irks him, is that actually he knows he's not that far away from occupying one of the cells, let alone yeah. not, let alone locking it. So. I think, but I think you're, I think you're absolutely right about 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 representation, and, and that's really what we've tried to do. Because I think the other thing, but when what was wonderful, you know, there's lots of talk about diversity in TV. I mean, the thing about the prison as a as a precinct is that it's built in. Diversity is built in, and mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to show, you know, yeah, there's 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 lots of people who in their seventies in prison, as well as young men, and there's men in wheelchairs, and there's kind of like all life genu- genuinely is there. And yeah, you know, I, I, I hope we've 
we, you know, we, we, we've gone some way to doing that. We, we, I think we feel very proud of it in that respect. Yeah. And, and because actually it's not the most important thing about them isn't that they're in a wheelchair or that they've got a stammer or yeah. that, you know, that's, that's actually beside the point. You know, they've got a story and, um, yeah. and, and that's what's interesting. Exactly. And I think my brief experience of, of going into prisons and talking to people is they've not only got a story, they've got a multi-layered and a leveled story. Like, Everyone outside of prison, you rarely define anyone by one moment or one incident. No, you define absolutely. them by all of these different things. Whereas in prison, yeah. it's very much, here's what you did. Yeah. You're that yeah. person or you're that person. And again, it's I'm liking the characters who, there's characters, again, all going off the first episode, there's characters who seem like bad guys. And then already you see some some cracks in that and there's characters who seem like victims almost mm. and again i think that's that's key to having that variation right uh, well yes and that i mean you're, you you made the point more articulately than i probably would have done but it's the you are seeing people defined by often the worst moments of their life yeah, often yeah yeah um, not always you know everyone's different but that is that is that is often the case and yeah. i mean thank god that you know you and we, 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 not all of us are defined by the worst moment of our lives because because I'm, i know mine wouldn't be very fine and but yeah i think um the gray that you know who's good and who's bad is is for me you know not not as nowhere near as interesting as what's in the grey, which is kind of where most of us live. That's when that's where the drama is, isn't it? I mean, that's where yeah. the because those two things are usually in conflict in, in, inside of us all. And, and whether you're an officer or a prisoner, what's great about it as a precinct is that you know right and wrong, good and bad are writ large in those places in a way that they're not in most offices and you know um, and workplaces. And and so you get to really explore those questions of of morality and. Um, and really explore the grey, which is what I love love to do. Completely. And I think w- 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 we as humans often have a tendency to slightly rewrite history. Like I've I've definitely had instances before where it's come close to kicking off, for example, and I've, I've walked away and I can yeah. sit there and go, I walked away, I'm a good person. But what mm. I don't look at is how close I was to not walking away because yeah. it was really close. I've even had that with the area I, I gr- gr- grew up in. There's been people I know who are planning some kind of theft or deceit or robbery type thing, and small small level yeah. people yeah. working in retail essentially who are poor mm. and mm. and are having to cash and see tens yeah. of thousands of, of pounds every day. And I've ch- I've chatted with people who are planning things in that area and been really close to going, yeah, I could do with that. I'm living in my bedroom at my mum's house. I've not got any money on me. This sounds quite easy and quite reasonable, and I didn't. But again, it's easy to write that as in history of I made the right choice. It's like, yeah, but yeah. it would have been yeah. really easy not to. On another day, if you'd woken up in a slightly different mood, you might have gone, ah, fuck it, let's, uh, let's do it. And that's where we don't have the empathy, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we could talk about empathy and, 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 and a sort of sad lack of it generally at the moment, I think, yeah. in lots of different ways. But I think, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, I... You know, and I should stress, none of the stories in my experience of prison life are in the show. You yeah. know, there is no, I would never betray anybody's experience or confidence in that way. But I think when I do talk to people, I often, and, and you know, and sometimes, sometimes they don't want to talk about why they're in there. They, you know, that's, that's absolutely fine. But, but often they do. And, and, and there are the number of occasions I've just thought, oh shit. Yeah. I, I, oh yeah. I might, I might have done that. Yeah. 
I um I can completely see I can completely see why you've gone down that road. Yeah. Um and it's absolutely nothing to do often with a moral choice. It's um you know as you say it's a life choice. It's yeah. a, it's a we have one of the characters in the show later on in the, in the in the series say you know morals are for those who can afford them. And there's no question you cannot you know it, as I say all life is in there but there is an overwhelming the overwhelming majority of people in prison are of the same socioeconomic group and that's not a, that's not a coincidence. Exactly. It's interesting. But you touched upon, or we touched upon, um, representation of other jobs and roles and positions of authority in TV. And from doing this podcast, so many different actors I've had on, I've learned how much of a, uh, essentially a workshop casualty, the Bill Holby can be for actors from Michael Fassbender to John Sim to all these different people all had an episode or two, and they were learning on the job. You've w- 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 worked on shows like that, right? And yeah. how was that as kind of a work experience leading towards creating your own show? Oh, it's, I mean, it's its invaluable. It's absolutely, I would say, I got lucky enough to get a place on the BBC Writers Academy back in 2008, nine, and um, and that gave me the opportunity to go on to the what, what they call the continuing dramas, which is, Doctors, Holby, Casualty, EastEnders. And I wrote multiple episodes of those shows and um, for about the next two years, I guess. And I still, you know, the, the stuff I learned doing that is still the bedrock of what I do now. It's yeah. no question. It's um, both in both in terms of craft, but also to some degree how, how little of it is about the writing, you know, and how... And how much of it is is about just dogged kind of hard work and delivery on time and trying not to upset, but not to show your temper when you don't like a note and trying to, and and being collaborative and working with people, whether it's producers or directors, because, you know, those guys are often doing, I don't know, do you know what? I don't know how many episodes of EastEnders there are a year. You could do the maths. There's three a week, every week, and then more at Christmas. So. It, it just, it is a, I don't mean this pejoratively, it's a machine and it has to keep going and, and you're part of that machine. And if you don't deliver, you're letting people down who are working on that show. And I think when I went off and did other things, I was I was probably more aware than I would have been that actually if the script isn't ready, um, people aren't allowed to then do their best work. And mm. that's and, and that's annoying. That's re- And it's not fair. Yeah. It's just not fair. So it was an amazing experience. And I it, my, it was money can't buy experience, really. It was just... Um, I, I, I love hearing that because I think there's a great power in when you learn to remove some level of the preciousness over yeah. over your projects, over your work. And that's not to say you're, you're, you're phoning it in, but I remember saying to her, a mate of mine who was working on his first script for so long and wouldn't kind of share it and all this kind of thing and i kind of said to him i know it's your first script but you're writing it as if it's your only script the plan should be that it's your first script and there's going to be more afterwards if it doesn't you know get it really good and then if it doesn't work out as good as you'd hoped then make your next one better and that's kind of the absolute key in episodic tv is there's always tomorrow <laughs> yeah but it's a but it is you are absolutely spot on I mean, it's, it's a discipline and we you know my heroes jim mcgovern paul abbott they 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 cut their teeth on those shows where they where they had to learn as well as the fact that they were brilliant writers they they, they had to learn the discipline you know of, of of delivering on time and writing four characters that they didn't always create i mean i was you know spoke spoke to jim mcgovern when we were on the academy and he was really great about that and about you know about 
the only difference between you and the next guy is how hard you're prepared to work. And and I, I you know, however many years on, I just think that is so true because, mm. you know, there's a lot of, as you say, the artist versus the artisan. And, and I don't know who the quote is by, but, you know, this idea that the muse has got to know where to find you is very appealing to me. Yeah. You know, you get, you, get, you get to your desk and you get into it. And, and some days are really hard, but, 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 but you stay there and it's a job. Yeah, I love that. Um, before we kind of start to wind things up, I want to talk about the kind of the pleasure that you get in kind of writing interweaving storylines as I said it's it's very much not here's the prison guards here's the prisoners there's a lot going in and out in episode one i noted that lee shows a very deep a mis- almost mysteriously deep relationship w- with the prison itself and rose is instantly shown to have several conflicts in in her new workplace so how much fun is there in, in finding all all of those things to interweave and interlock and then watching them, I guess, unfold, unravel again? Yeah, I mean, it's in, in some ways, it's all the fun, you know. Yeah. I think it's, uh, and everybody does it differently. I love I love writing to a theme, you know, writing to an episodic theme, really not slavishly, but I think, right. um, you know, it, it really helps me. Yeah. Like, there's nothing worse than anything could happen. Well, you know, that scares me to death. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I need to know what, 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 what arena I'm in and why I'm there. And See, then I can It might start... seem like a, a weird comparison, but I, I, I've always spoken to DJ Yoda about that is when he's got a new album to make could take forever. When someone says, Oh, we need a Halloween mix. Great. I'll make a Halloween mix or we need Absolutely. a 1980s mix or a 70 or whatever else. Like, cool. I'll do that in an evening and it'll be the best work I've ever done. Whereas when it's, oh, we need a record. That's it. All right. So what's that? (laughs) So I love to hear that in writing as well. I think, well, I mean, and I'm sure other people are different, but for me, I mean, I, that first episode, they've all got titles, none of which will be on the show, but it really helps me to give it a title because then I know what it's, for me, what it's about. And I think episode one was nothing personal. Mm-hmm. And it was about the depersonalization of, of prison and about, you know, and what that, and then, and then you can start to work out how those stories talk to each other. And weirdly, and I, you know, without getting mystical about it, I, I think when you do start to interweave them then at whichever point that happens, you realize that there's things, that there's connections that you never saw or suspected. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it is kind of mystical in a way. It's sort of like, oh yeah, because, you know, because that's a thematic link, but then some of them are literally dialogue links, you know, and yeah. it can, it may, I mean, there's times where I just think, well, that makes me look clever, but I wasn't really. It was something else going on there. I love that. I've I've had ex- exactly the same. And again, it, it was an experience of when the only time I've been writing w- w- with someone else and I'd send over a bit and they'd be like, oh, I love how that links to that or that's this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love that too. Um, <laughs> completely hadn't intended that, but it's a beautiful yeah. thing. So, yeah. I mean... To wrap things up, I guess, I'm always curious when talking to writers and creators and showrunners and all these different things of, are you influenced at all in the writing these days because of the nature of binge watching? It's it's not like, again, it depends on how you write, but there was certainly a point where TV, you had to end on some kind of cliffhanger or something memorable enough to bring people back next week. Well, whereas now some shows kind of feel as if they're written almost as a four, five, six hour film rather than episodic TV. So yeah, does that come into your mindset when you're creating? Yes, it does. I mean, there's lots to say on that. I I, I think, 
I think we, even though that's all true and, you know, and, you know, even when you're watching, you know, screws on channel four, but you can choose to watch it without the advertising. If you mm-hmm. want to, um, you can choose to go from one episode to the next, if you want to, it is such a competitive, uh, environment now, um, to get people to stick around. And, you know, you, you hear people in the industry talking about this, not just from episode one to two, but from part one to two. Yeah. I, I spoke to Neil Gaiman about this and he was speaking about in films, and the way he, he he explained it in a way I didn't really understand before, but in the old days, if you've gone all the way to the cinema and you've yep. got your drink, you've got your yep. popcorn, you're not going to walk out after 10 you're minutes. You, you've got 20 to 30 minutes to, uh, to hook them. Whereas now on Netflix, if it's not getting you by 10, five minutes even, yep. people yep. will... Or, or move on. Choose one of five hundred other options yeah. that I have available. You know, it's yeah. it's it's that it's that tough. And I and so I think, I mean, also you know, I come from that. I love TV. I never really wanted to write a film. I love TV. I love mm-hmm. the the fact the the sort of the intimacy of it. And I think you owe it to people to be interested and hold their attention. But and and one of the great tricks that we have is 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 the hook and is that. So I love writing to hooks and, and actually. You know, the first stuff I did for ITV, I love because, you you know, 12 minutes, hook, 12 minutes, hook. And that's really helpful, I think, as a storyteller, because, you know, it makes for better drama, frankly, for me, a lot yeah. of the time. And that's not always the case. There are exceptions to that. But I think I think it's good. I, I you know, I, John York, who was my mentor on the on the Academy, was his old his old thing was every every scene. Imagine the imagine the drums, EastEnders drums come in at the end of it. And that's and again, that's not possible every season. Yeah. It's not a bad. It's not a bad discipline to, you know, to, to keep going. So, and I think, but I think that's true whether you're binging or not binging. To be honest, I do think we've all got to let go slightly. Well, completely of the idea that oh, it's Thursday, fantastic. I'm going to tune in to watch X um, yeah. because that's what I grew up with, and I loved that. And I, yeah. you know, I suppose I still hanker after being the writer of a show that people. Can't wait to rush home for to watch, but I think those, frankly, those those days are behind us. I think we need to let go of that, and in some cases, commissioners need to let go of that as well. Because I've definitely had people say, "Oh, we've got our nine pm show," and it's like, "There's no such thing as a nine pm show, man." I don't know what you're talking about with your nine pm show. It's it's now people will watch it when they they Uh, wish to. So. And we're still too too obsessed with overnight viewing figures and things like that because it's just it's so it's so such a small amount of people that watch TV that, that way now. But, um, it, you know, it's still it's still one of the metrics that is important to people. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time, man. I've really appreciated having a chat, and I'm looking yeah, f- forward to the rest of the, of the, of the series. As I said, you. I've got a nice little one-episode teaser. A taster. And it's, it's charming. Before we go, actually, I just want to say how good the cast is as well. Like, you've Look. got an amazing cast on this show. Again, yeah, obviously, with limited time there's always a limit of what we can talk about but yeah so many really good people and a real they are it's an ensemble right we really we we you know we're we're so grateful to have them yeah it's an ensemble show you know um uh, and, and not just the leads either, you know, not just the main group of officers, but also, you know, the, the we have we have people turning up just for one episode who are just yeah. absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, we're very, very lucky. We feel very lucky to have them. I love it. Well, I can't wait to watch the rest and I appreciate your time. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. And there we go. 
That was Rob Williams. That was a little bonus episode for you. This episode was brought to you in partnership with Channel 4's new prison drama, Screw, which you can watch on Channel 4 or stream all episodes on all four. And I'll be back next week with more wonderful guests. So until then, until then, until then, it's because I'm going to say stay and still then, until then, stay safe and stay sane. Ta-ta.